It used to be easy. Only five channels and only three of them worthy of our attention. But new days have brought new confusion. Free to air, pay TV, digital, downloading. Senses are assaulted, minds are battered. Then from the depths of the darkness, three voices emerge. Three voices to shine a guiding light through the murk. Three voices who will tell us what and what not to buy. Wills have been steeled. Facts have been checked. Television has been watched. The time is now. Welcome to Box Cutters. Episode 33 of Box Cutters, that's two threes, that's two seagulls flying sideways. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. I'm still trying to get the seagulls thing. I'll show you later. To my right, <laughs> Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Hey, Jobo. Hey, Robo. <laughs> a pencil in your eye. I see no pencil. <laughs> Excuse me while I, I check my bag. I was thinking special <laughs> show names would be great. And, and you could be Jobo and you could be Robo and I could be Brabo. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And, and our letters to box cutters could get their own little family names. Not... Like, like Chabo for Chad. <laughs> not going to happen. That's awesome. No, no, it's not. It's dumb. No one calls me Jobo. If anyone in the street calls me Jobo, a pencil in your eye. I don't know why I hate it so much. I just, it just doesn't ring. I'm okay with Robo as long as it's not Robo. Absolutely not Robo. Oh, okay. Well, it's one B. I'm okay with Robo. It's Robo like cop. Just quickly. Yeah, that's pretty good. Speaking of Robocop, mm-hmm. I've been watching some episodes of 24 from this latest series. Mm-hmm. and You're uh, not going to give any spoilers, eh? No spoilers, just some special guest stars. Oh, yeah. Julian Sands, mm-hmm. C. Thomas Howell, oh. and Peter Weller. It's like a has-been reunion. <laughs> it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Screening here in August, I believe. Oh, good. It's actually, it's a really fun series. Mm. Now, uh, I want to apologise for last week's box cutters. There was a 56-second oh, so <laughs> oh. <laughs> break. It's not actually my fault. I don't know why it's happened. We've, we've done the research and we, we cannot, for the life of us, for the lives of us, we cannot fathom why that happened. So, mm. uh, if you, like a, a few people I know, switched off after about 15 seconds of silence... Uh, there is more of that episode that you can listen to, mm-hmm. and uh, all of it gold, <laughs> except for the fifty odd. Except seconds for that fifty odd seconds of silence. That's a bit weird. I, I, but they do say silence is golden. Ah, there you hey. go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I reckon there's there's got to be a third thing technically that's going to be wrong because there was another one. Uh, the first uh, issue that I uploaded was only like seven minutes or something. Minutes or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you think there needs to be a third thing because these things come in threes? Yeah. Let's wait and see what happens with this. Just waiting for that other shooter drop. They come in 33s. Ah, this is episode 33 of Box Cutters. Two seagulls flying sideways, as yeah. has been illustrated for you, Ross. <laughs> if, uh, 
if you haven't tuned into Box Cutters before, it's all about television. That's all you need to know. And coming up later on Box Cutters, we're going to be looking at some ratings, big discussion on Raywatch about all the news that's happened this week and how it's been covered. Boot up. Some letters to Box Cutters. <laughs> I'm, I, I am going to beat you up <laughs> because I disagree with you so hard. No way. <laughs> I can't believe how they've beaten it up. It's uh, freaking... Things you may have missed but might not have missed because you have may seen. have caught them. They yeah. may have appeared on your television, <laughs> perhaps not. We'll be uh, coming back to the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also have some bits and pieces. I've got more Foxtel woes. Ooh, Ooh. how I hate it. And, uh, and s- some talk about Big Brother. That's all coming up later on in Box Cutters, but we're going to kick it off, as always, with the Box Cutters news. The Australian reports that nothing comes free for pay TV. Australia's pay television networks are going to have to pay about $3.5 million a year in copyright fees for rebroadcasting free-to-air television through their networks. Now, Oh, I, I, I did see that story, but I didn't read it. Um, no, I thought, I thought they were showing free-to-air content on their only, own stations. I didn't realise it was just because they're carrying... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just for the broadcasting free-to-air. the, the free to air channels. That's insane. Uh, the the copyright tribunal—they're just going to drop it. It's not going to happen, and so people are going to be stuck with free to air with crap reception if they've got crap reception rather than at full cable quality. Well, I don't, I don't know if they if they're going to stop it or if they, you know, I mean, they're charging so much per month. Thirty three mil though. Uh, no, three and a half million dollars. No fees aren't that big for a monthly Foxtel. They're close. <laughs> They're close. At the moment, for a month of Foxtel, you're looking at about 850000 And then if you take that over a year, I mean, yeah, you get your money back. For, for, for customers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 $850,000 a month. <laughs> wow. I told you. It's no wonder I don't have it. I told you. It's really expensive. <laughs> no, you're looking at about $100 a month mm-hmm. if you want a decent package with Foxtel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and out of that, they can easily... Recoup the twenty two and a half cents per subscriber per month, which is what they're going to be charged to uh, retransmit the five free to air TV networks, uh, and it's that that is well 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 below the five dollars that was originally sought by the copyright collection agency Screen Rights. I didn't even know there was such a thing. However, there are there are critical issues that still have to be ironed out, such as. Uh, whether there should be payments backdated to the start of the dispute in 2001, which could cost the pay TV sector more than $15 million. I reckon that's just ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's big news for, for Foxtel. That's really, that's really, really different. Because, like, if, if you take a similar kind of situation, um, but in the real world, if you go through the Burnley Tunnel... Uh, who are they called? Um, uh, Transurban yeah. rebroadcast FM, radio station signals into the tunnel, mm-hmm. um, but they actually charge the radio stations to be able to do that. Why wouldn't Foxtel be able to charge the free-to-air channels to rebroadcast their material? And how is it so backwards? I 
I have no idea. It's it's inter- probably because uh, Foxtel started doing it without any such agreement in place. I I don't know. It it is bizarre. Mm. It is bizarre because I would have thought that the free to wear networks would. A lot of people I know only have the Foxtel thing going into their to their television. They only have the Foxtel cable going yep. in. Yep. Even though you can hook up the antenna cable into the Foxtel box to transfer the free-to-air signal to your television so you can have both set up. And you can catch Channel 31, which isn't rebroadcast. Which isn't rebroadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people I know don't have that set up. They just go, oh, I don't know how to do it. Yep. Well, it's you know, as simple as connecting a bloody cable. But uh, the, the fact is that, yeah, most people, if... Foxtel decide to take those channels off the air. That also means that uh, Foxtel digital subscribers who get SBS and ABC digital channels. So ABC2 and... And the SBS News Channel. Yep. Uh, that they'll also be taken off the air. Uh, I think that's a... That would be a really stupid, stupid thing to do. But it, it seems like it's, it's, not, maybe... the, it's not the free-to-air channels that are that are seeking this. It's the copyright body who I'm guessing is like APRA for music, where uh, if you're playing music in a shop, yep. someone from APRA... Don't mention APRA. Well, that, that's actually PPCA, <laughs> which is Public Performance Copyright Association. Right. That collects for, for venue music. For venue music yep. and... and uh, well, no, but APRA c- collect for, for in, in stores. Perhaps steer away from APRA. Yeah, just, just for this episode. Uh, but APRA, on, on, who? <laughs> but you know, but it's, it would probably be a good strategy on Foxtel's part to actually not rebroadcast the free to airs and then get them to the table and say, right, we're not going to pay three and a half mil a year for this. You guys can cover that, and we'll do you the service of rebroadcasting your stuff. Brett, if I end up without free to air television because of that comment, <laughs> what? Well, Actually, I'm but, not because I know how to hook up that second cable. But, the, but, but the free to air networks would be crazy not to pony up for that. Foxtel will be uh, pretty pleased with that, though, because some prime slots will come open for when they switch their channels around next time. Well, that's true. But 22 and a half cents a month per subscriber, take that out of the $100 a month subscribers are paying. It's nothing. But it's not much for the commercial networks either, especially if you split that up by, by five. Well, that's true. Or three. Well, you'd have to split it by five. One or it's, it's, yeah. Uh, And then, you know, you you, what? Four cents each. And then half that with with Foxtel, you're two cents each. Everyone's happy. Divide that by all of Foxtel's channels. You're looking at 0.5% each. Everyone's happy. Come on. (laughs) Bring it. Congratulations to We Can Be Heroes, which won the prestigious Golden Rose in Switzerland uh, just the other day. Yes, <laughs> I'm not the, sure when it was. They it was recently. The, on the Saturday Rose night in door. Lucerne in Switzerland. The Rose Door. Rose Door. The Rose Door. Rose Door. Door. The Golden Rose. Uh, yes. <laughs> and also ABC documentary Girl in a Mirror also won a Golden Rose there as well. So congratulations. Yeah, well, well it was done. a documentary that was screened on ABC. It wasn't actually produced by the ABC. It was produced by a filmmaker that the ABC funded. Right, so it was, anyway. it was ABC money and it was given to an Australian filmmaker. Part of the money that was used for production was from the ABC. Well, congratulations anyway. <laughs> I'd never heard of The Rose Doors until I saw this article. 
The Golden Roses. <laughs> not the Golden Roses. <laughs> it's rosedoor.net, I believe, is the awards site, and they never say Golden Roses. Uh, <laughs> and, and we need to stress as well that this is completely different to the Banff Television Festival that uh, we were talking about earlier in the week. I don't think that, oh, sorry, earlier in the week. A few weeks ago, I don't think that's actually happened yet. That's out in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. interesting that uh, We Can Be Heroes is getting out there internationally, whereas Kath and Kim kind of did nothing, as far as I know. Oh no, they they did huge stuff in in the UK. Did they win anything? And, uh, lots of cash. Uh, any awards? See, so you- can you buy groceries with awards? Cash. It's the cash. Ooh, they're so cashed up. <laughs> they are. Hey, uh, Naughty Kids and Tiny Terrors had better watch out in Australia because Super Nanny Joe Frost is heading down under to deal out parenting advice to Australian mums and dads at their wits' end because uh, apparently we don't have anybody in Australia that can control children. So we need to get a, an English lady with a speech impediment to um, come over and. and <laughs> to teach our children this is badly coming, how to speak. This has been coming for a while, though, hasn't it? Ever since Super Nanny was a, has been a success on Channel Nine, they've been talking up doing an Australian series. Yeah, for for a long time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, uh, given how Channel Nine's version of Survivor went. I'm just, uh, but, I'm just. Although the biggest to, losers, biggest losers done. They're good. Mm. I've just been telling kids that they better watch out or Amanda Vanstone's going to get them. <laughs> so you know, if that can, if that, if Super Nanny can do better than that. Uh, I'd like to see her try. Uh, back to uh, some cable television news oh, yeah. or some subscription television news. Uh, Optus are defending their C7 claims. We've, this has been going on since September last year. Channel 7 are suing Optus, Foxtel, 9, 10, uh, Ross, I think you're, uh, you're, you're in joint in, in the I suit. I but, they've, but they've got rid of 10. Oh, that's right. They got rid of 10 last year when, uh, when that, they, that they made the deal. That was how I came in. Yeah. And they got rid of 10. I had to come in. You had to come in. Mm. And uh, you're going to be up for so much money. No, because so, they're going to lose. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's all right then. Uh, and so uh, Optus have denied uh, any culpability in, in that. Apparently, we're going to see an end to this trial in September of this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. 12 mm. months that's going to take. Mm. Uh, that's a great use of, of the money. Imagine the money... That they lost through C7, but and now the money that they're losing through all of this, uh, Channel Seven, uh, we're just going to see repeats of Get Smart, I think, for the next <laughs> twelve years. Some uh, Catholic TV news: There's been outrage over a show, a new show, and not so much outrage over another show. Which, uh, when I name the shows, you'll probably suspect it was the other way around. Uh, Pope Town, which is a cartoon apparently written by uh, Mackenzie Crook who plays Gareth in The Office. Oh, okay. It shows a pogo stick-loving Pope. Yeah, he's, he's like a child. Yeah, yeah. He loves pogo sticks and toys, apparently. Have we, have we actually seen Pope Town here? Yes, we have. Okay. Oh, we've seen it on Foxtel. I don't know if it's, uh, if it's been on... I think it might have been on SBS, but okay. it's definitely been on the comedy channel on Foxtel. Okay. Well, this is outraging bishops, uh, particularly bishops from Germany, about the... Uh, you know, the presentation of the Pope and having a pogo stick-loving Pope. But interestingly enough, a new show on American cable called God or the Girl hasn't been raising so much outrage. And God or the Girl is a uh, just a reality TV show where they take a bunch of priests who are about to become priests 
and tempt them with women. <laughs> and apparently, <sighs> and apparently, it's 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 been done well, and it hasn't caused any outrage at all. And apparently, the the church is quite happy with that one. <laughs> right. So. That's that is weird. Yeah. Well, have they tried tempting the Mukai boys? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah, it's, it's done very tastefully, and it's it, it, it's not as uh, it's not as out there and as, as extreme as you might think it would be. Right. I wish it was. Mm. It would make for a better show, you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Good news for A Team fans. Mr. T uh, might soon change his moniker to Mr. TV. Given that he's returning to that the was small screen, shit <laughs> not my words. That Given was that, so uh, bad. He's returning to the small screen to star in his own self-help show. The show is going to be called "I Pity the Fool," and uh, it will have Mr. T traveling the country helping people with personal or career-related problems. Uh, yeah, I really a, want Mr. T's advice on career problems. It sounds a little <laughs> bit like Dr. Phil, but uh, apparently not. Mr. T says, my show ain't no Dr. Phil with people sitting around crying. You're a fool. That's what's wrong with you. You're a fool. And if you don't take my advice. <laughs> yeah, that was that was shit too. <laughs> it was. Is, 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 is I hadn't practiced. Is sorry. he going to go back to the Mr. T look with the mohawk and the chains yeah. and, and whatever else? When he guest starred in... A sitcom a few years back might have been Spin City. Uh, he he had a completely different look. He looked like a. He didn't a, have the mohawk. No, he just looked like an an elderly an elderly gent. Really? Yeah. So but I'm when he's gone grey, uh, he's gone all wrinkled. I can't remember if he'd gone grey or not. But he looked. He didn't look. He didn't look Mister T like. He didn't have the feather earring. No, he didn't have the feather. <laughs> earring. But when he appeared on The Simpsons. With his interchangeable mohawk, <laughs> yeah, that's that on the uh, on the crusty bar mitzvah special. Yep, uh, he he still looked like Mister T then. That's true. Uh, just you know, a bit yellower. Yeah, that's true. So is my understanding. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to look the same every time he appears on The Simpsons, or else people will go, "Who the hell's that guy? <laughs> Who is that? Who is that?" And that's uh, that's also where he goes, "Bruchata, the fool." <laughs> Which is hilarious <laughs> if you're Jewish, and uh, obviously not so if you're not. What does it mean? Well, it's, it's the start of a blessing, but he just ends that with "fool." <laughs> it's 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 excellent. Uh, executives at Channel Ten are shuffling around, according to Variety. Uh, the uh, the network has shuffled its executive pack to allow David Mott, who was head of programming to focus more on the strategy and direction of the network's programming and less on day-to-day scheduling. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be looking at an all-overview. Meanwhile, for day-to-day scheduling, uh, they're getting Beverly McGarvey from TV3 in New Zealand to come over and do that. Look out for lots of sheep TV on Channel 10 coming up soon. Uh, Both are are owned by CanWest, the Canadian media company. And uh, and program manager Peter Andrews is going to move to Melbourne for a newly created role of network programmer Melbourne. So specifically programming for Melbourne. Interesting. Um, who was the the person in charge of the overview of scheduling? Uh, I don't think there was. Okay. Anybody in charge of the absolute overview? My guess is that's the sort of thing that would be done by. Uh, a committee of monkeys. And it's interesting <laughs> that they are shuffling uh, deck chairs. 
not that I want to make allusions to the Titanic. Um, <laughs> given given that uh, Channel Ten are really going the best they have for a long time. They well, have at the moment. Well, maybe he's been doing such a good job, and maybe he's just said, "Hey, the station could be so much better if we had this as uh, as part of organising our direction." Yeah, wonder I mean, if it'll screw it all up. Mm. Well, I think yeah. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Let's wait and see. Stay tuned. Lovable restaurateur Artie Bucco from The Sopranos has been arrested. John, I'm not going to be able to say his last name, Ventimigliali. Ventimigliai? No, it's got far more letters than that. (laughs) Was arrested during the week, uh, drunk and with cocaine. So... And this is in real life, not in the show. Yeah. Ventimiglia. No. no yeah, chance. it is. No chance. No, I think you put an extra I in there. No, I didn't. I think you did. In, in what I wrote or in what I said? In what you wrote. No, you're wrong. I think it's uh, G-L-I-A. Ventimiglia. You're, you're, you're completely wrong. Uh, this <laughs> long list of, uh, a long list of Sopranos actors who've had trouble with the law uh, of late. I'm, the son? What's the son's name? Uh, uh, him, yeah. Yeah, him. He got arrested recently for uh I, I think it's recently but it was like two series ago which in sopranos land is like six years ago i think he's mm. been i actually think he's been arrested twice been arrested twice i, I, I just remember twice. uh instead of calling his dad to come down to the police station and, and get him out he called his tv dad tony to come down and get <gasps> really him out. that's excellent yeah yeah well you would wouldn't you that's it. And uh, and that also goes along with uh, what's her name from Lost? He got arrested for uh, drink driving in Hawaii and has taken the jail time yeah. rather than paying mm. the fine. Mm. That's yeah, interesting. Poor Adi Buko. Bad boy. Nothing, nothing goes Bad right girls. for him. <laughs> hey, uh, Big Brother's uh, all the rage at the moment on the Ten Network, and uh, three men, two aged twenty three and one aged twenty four, were charged with trespass after they were caught by a guard inside wire fencing around the Big Brother compound at approximately seven thirty on Tuesday night. Uh, the trio have been summoned to appear before the Southport Magistrates Court. Mm. So, uh, not not the real intruders. Well, not the show's intruders, but actual real life intruders. But there they was... weren't they weren't actually in the in the grounds of the house though. They were just no. in the grounds no. of the whole complex. Yeah. So so they're double losers. <laughs> a because but A wanting to get in and B not getting in. <laughs> Apparently. Well, and and C, the triple losers because they've also had to buy a ticket to Dreamworld. Well, that's it. <laughs> Apparently they'd spent the day at Dreamworld preceding that and then at some point slipped off to try and sneak into the Big Brother house but <laughs> didn't get very far. And if they're not from Queensland, that's four times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we're uh while we're talking Big Brother, a big congratulation to Jess Maguire who last week on the show predicted that uh last week's eviction wouldn't be an eviction and that the people evicted would get sent to a revenge room where they could watch things take place and undertake their revenge which is uh what turned out to happen that's it's exactly what happened it is and, it is and then they uh, they've come since come back into the house mm-hmm. and uh i got a chance to watch some of big brother up late on wednesday night mm-hmm. and all i could tell was that nobody in the house was talking to them Right. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, after after a bit of shenanigans about stealing clothes. Stealing and, clothes yeah. and itchy powder in the bed and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, Camilla and... Anna. Anna. Mm. We're both sent in. But uh, yeah, great. Great call from Jess. I didn't read that in any other any other media outlets or anything no, it had like been, that. So. There was a president with uh, overseas versions of Big Brother. 
Yeah, but I don't think anybody else predicted it here that I heard of or that I saw. No, so. I don't know anyone who did. I th- that's because box cutters first with the news. Yes, goes with that saying. Mm. Speaking of uh, reality TV, uh, one of the biggest losers, uh, Artie Rock, has been admitted to hospital with problems caused by his massive weight loss. The 42-year-old kitchen assistant uh, suspected he had a heart attack and was admitted to Sutherland Hospital. But doctors have confirmed that gallstones, a common side effect of rapid weight loss, caused the severe pain. Rock lost more than 30 kilos in three months. You know he was actually in hospital while the reunion special was on and rating its pants off? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I Up hope they sent him Did some they have flowers. a satellite feed and, and get him in with all the gang on no, the no, screen? No, 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 it wasn't live. They made no mention of it at all because the, the, the reunion was pre-recorded, oh, so, so he was... So, on the show. So, yeah, but so he was on the hospital. show, but he, he was watching himself from a hospital bed. Yeah. Wow, that just makes hospital even more fun. <laughs> now, I, I do have news that isn't uh, Foxtel related. This isn't it, though. Uh, Foxtel is about, to, uh, is, is about to announce, well, they have announced, sorry, a Tonight Show-style variety format show, uh, which... Uh, Haven't is, they got that with Jay Leno and... and no, no, that's, that's the Comedy Channel just buy that from the States and show it. This is going to be an Australian one ah. starring Simon Burke. They've, uh, they're have they going to do 10 episodes and it's going to feature a range of interviews and live performances from top Aussie entertainers. So is it going to be Simon Burke sitting at a desk in front of a, a cityscape with a band and uh, doing talking the, uh, to people on a chair next to him? Doing what? the top eight. <laughs> yes. Or the top 12. Maybe 12 is a good number. And it's going to be called Studio A. Ooh. Fascinating. It's, I think it's going to be called Studio A so that if Simon Burke doesn't work out, they can keep the format and, uh, <laughs> and get rid of him. Uh, just quickly, we mentioned last week about Commander-in-Chief's future not looking too rosy. This week, it got pulled off in the States with, I believe, three episodes. <laughs> you said pulled off. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, I'm so juvenile. Go on. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. This is this is from the person who was talking about wanting a better package from Foxtel not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Commander in Chief has uh, yeah has been pulled off during sweeps in the states with uh, yeah with only three episodes left to go. It doesn't bode well for next year. <laughs> no, it doesn't bode well at all <laughs> for next year. I mean, we've been saying that Commander in Chief was dead from I think the second week that it aired, mm. but uh, this is. A- think possibly the final nail in the coffin possibly let's let's just hope and lastly in the news a usa today uh annual save our shows survey they've done nine of these where they interview thirty thousand people and ask them which show they would most like to be saved scrubs was the number one show uh, 61% of the voters said that they wanted Scrubs to continue past its fifth season. So Scrubs in trouble? Well, yeah, it is. This this year it was a mid-season replacement. Okay. And uh, and for many weeks they were showing two episodes a week. Okay. Uh, and I don't know why it's in trouble because it's a, it's a really fun show, sort of show that they could really put on as filler at any time and people would still watch it. I think uh, that's what Channel 7 were doing. They were running running first-run episodes at 11 during the day and at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, 14% of the voters said uh, that the series should be cancelled, though. Okay. Which is uh, interesting. Also, coming coming number two was Veronica Mars, Mm -hmm. which Channel 10 have already 
not gone ahead with in Australia. And uh, other shows were Commander in Chief. Well, <laughs> bye bye. Everwood, which I've never heard of. Invasion. Oh, Everwood. Yeah, I did watch it. Everwood. It's one of those uh, Saturday afternoon shows on here. It's Saturday afternoon, similar to uh, Doctor Queen Medicine Woman. No, the Land one, of the Giants. The one that you used to watch about the waterfalls. Wonderful. Oh, wonderfuls. Wonderfuls. Yeah, it, it's it screens here about uh, four o'clock in the afternoons on Saturdays. It's about a doctor whose wife died who went to the country for a bit of a sea oh, change. Oh, that's or something. right. Hmm. That's right. And uh, uh, if you're interested in seeing Wonderfalls, you can either buy it on DVD from the states or try to find it somewhere in Channel Nine's schedule at random times. Hmm. Hmm. How many Wonderfalls did they make? Uh, they made thirteen. I think they've probably screened them all by now. Oh, they have, but then they were screening them on Sunday afternoons. And then they were screening them late at night. Late at night. But I think they would have run through the 13 by now. But I think that they've doubled up. Oh, I don't okay. know. All I'm saying is I think Channel 9 are just going, uh, instead of Letterman, let's yeah. show some wonderfuls. Mm. And that is the Box Cutters News. Box Cutters. A very interesting week in ratings a last week. A huge week in ratings. Huge. Absolutely huge. Oh? Yeah? Tell us more. Well, nationally, Channel 10 won the ratings. What? And this is the first time <laughs> Channel 10 have won the ratings for 12 years. The last time they won the ratings was in 1994 when they had the Commonwealth Games. Which clearly wouldn't have counted in a ratings uh, season. Oh, yeah, Maybe it did back then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and another interesting point about last week's... Figures, I'm talking nationally here. Uh, 10 had 27.3% of the vote. 7 had 27.1% of the vote. Of the, of the, viewers. Uh, of the viewers. And 9 had 269 That's neck and neck. That's and point. Neck. <laughs> that's point four for the whole, uh, yeah. For, for the, the whole, whole spread. For the whole lot. And seeing that uh, apparently, you know, one person equals about a million, according to the ratings. That's probably like a quarter of a person wasn't watching. And, you know, if a quarter of the person had changed to nine instead of ten, the ratings would have been completely different. Well, actually, if you happen to have a look at uh, Robert Fitchin's uh, piece in the Herald Sun Guide yesterday, um, apparently on the people meters, one person equals 24,000 people, which mm-hmm. means that there must be it's not about accurate. 101 people covered by people meters in the country, in the entire nation. Wow. I want to find those assholes and really teach them about and If you television. break that down to, to between, between three and five people per household then we're only talking about 25 houses that have people meters. How on earth can that be accurate? <laughs> okay, like, seriously, how on earth can they pretend that that's accurate? I'm just so skewed by yeah. where they put it. And I think, it's ridiculous. I think our man with the chicken would be more accurate. Yes, he, he is. <laughs> 25 houses, no way. But then maybe this, this is why... Uh, this is why Oztam was so unwilling to give over some of those figures mm-hmm. that we asked for. Oh, yeah. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. And maybe... They're just making with, shit up. Yeah, with the amount of work that actually goes into collecting figures from 25 households compared to the amount of money they're charging the networks, mm. uh, that's... a uh, Yeah, maybe they're, they're just going to get themselves in trouble. Uh, I think that whole Oztam thing is such a huge scam. I'd really like to see the ACCC look into that. Yep. For sure. So this means probably five people are watching Dancing with the Stars. 
and it's a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's why McLeod's Daughters does so well because mm. we don't know anybody who watches. I mean, as you said last week, not even Deirdre watches McLeod's no, Daughters. That's true. That's true. And, uh, but somebody must be, mm. and it must be somebody with one of those boxes. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or two people with one of those boxes. Another interesting thing that came out of that article was it was talking about news and, and newsreaders and, and um, how how they're having these problems with the ratings. And given that they can get minute-by-minute breakdowns, they're actually finding that audiences for the 7 and 9 news are actually flipping between the stations, not dependent on the, the presentation, but dependent on what the story is at the time. Which just kind of puts lie to all of this emphasis that's been put on Deal or No Deal and Family Feud about we've got to kill in 5.30 and that way people are going to stay with us for the news and for the current affairs. It's absolute crap. Yep. And, and Ross, you were saying before we went on air that uh, the Channel 10 news outrates both Deal or No Deal and... and yep. Family feud, so. and, and it does nothing for the lead-in for The Simpsons at six. No, no, <laughs> so nothing at all. Obviously, the lead-in, the lead-in theory doesn't work. Well, obviously, Simpsons viewers don't watch the news. That's why <laughs> I'm on Channel Ten at six o'clock. Yeah, so it, 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 yeah, it's very interesting. But Channel Ten really only last, only won last week because they had the Fattest Loser finale mm-hmm. and, and the start of Big Brother. The start of Big Brother. Yep. So yep. I think it'll be hard for them to to hold on to those figures. Uh, I. I think if you're at Channel 10, and I think if you haven't won the ratings for 12 years, I think you'd be quite happy. Yeah. yeah. Especially, given, especially given the fact that The Biggest Loser was such a, uh, you know, it was such out of left field. It's like you'd actually earned your money for that week, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First time in 12 years. Yeah. I mean, they were, they, were, they were copping the pasting for when they announced The Biggest Loser. Everybody was just saying, five nights a week, it's not going to work. We said that. What are that. they doing? And... It, and it's it's come up more than Trump's for them. Is so, that congratulations? Is that the first time we've been wrong? Yes. Okay. Uh, another interesting thing uh, this week is looking like being a very interesting week for ratings as well. Uh, last week in Melbourne, Desperate Housewives got beaten. Yes. This week, beaten by beaten by the footy, I think, which was St Kilda Monday Night Footy Monday Night Footy, uh, which was St Kilda Port and. Also, no, it would have been St Kilda Fremantle. Oh no, sorry, St Kilda was the whole siren thing. No, no, that was the week before. Yeah, that was only that was the week before. It, it was, was the week gone. before. No, right. no, no, week before. So Sunday, Monday before last. The Monday before last. Last Monday, nationally, Desperate Housewives was beaten by Cold Case. <gasps> really? Now this is a big shock because Desperate Housewives and Lost were doing huge things at this time last year for Channel 7, and Channel 7 were kind of banking on the ratings, maybe sliding a bit, but not sliding as much as they have. They've really both gone down a huge amount. Oh, I, I was a fairly dedicated viewer of Desperate Housewives last mm-hmm. year, but there's too much good stuff on, and, and Desperate Housewives has been the one that's been the loser out of what do I tape? Right. Because I'm not watching it. I find it really hard to watch live commercial TV because I... Hate waiting around for ads, and they mm-hmm. waste my time. Um, but you know, kind of with kind of with the intention of oh, I'll download it and have a look at it later on. But definitely not any kind of desire to to keep up with what's going on. And well, I, I think the the general kind of thought is that uh, Mark Cherry, the creator, burnt through his storylines in one year, and 
he's really got nothing left. So all that's left, you know, last year apparently there was quite a bit of mystery involved in a show. This week, it's, this year, it's just all just the froth and bubble. It's like people get knocked off every other week, mm. judging so. by the ads. Not that I'm watching it. Um, mm. I've I've watched a couple of episodes of uh, of, of this year and. Uh, like it's still it's entertaining. I was never a huge fan of it because it's just not aimed at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm not a suburban housewife, unlike you, Brett. Clearly, <laughs> yes, uh, but it, it was still it was still entertaining. I couldn't see any difference between the episodes that I saw this year and the episodes I saw last year. It still had the really annoying vo- voiceover. The characters are all still really annoying and, and full of unnecessary secrets. Uh, but it was still just a cute, entertaining show. Well, I, I was looking at an article just uh, this morning, not that I, I made any notes, but um, saying that it's turning just into another stock standard soap. Mm. It's losing its magic. Right. Right, well, we can't all have magic. No. Can't all be box okay. cutters. Um, how, how, you guys have got the figures. I didn't bother to print out the figures uh, from this week. How's Temptation going? Because Temptation was the big Temptations, winner last. Temptations, all right. Temptations, a clear winner. Really, it's it's oh, gone big from brother. it's gone from last to first. All of a sudden, oh, not last. It was always ahead of SBS World Sport, but it's gone from fourth to first. Because this week they've had the special Logies episodes with yep. uh, with teams from shows um, all happening there. And last week they had the five dollar note, the five dollar yep. note competition. Competition. Uh, and you know what? I think that the. Uh, I mean, the Big Brother Daily Show has never really rated. It's never been a, a rating success. And, uh, you know, compare it to the Daily uh, Fattest Loser figures. Can't even come close to it. So, you know, the Daily Show's really there for hardcore Big Brother fans. Mm-hmm. And I think the end of the Fattest Loser was the best thing that could have ever happened to Temptation. Mm. Yep, yep. Another but, interesting... But speaking of... Uh, just, just quickly speaking of Temptation, I happened to catch mm-hmm. it on, I think it was Wednesday night, just the end of it. And uh, we were talking about the Barina ad uh, a few weeks ago and the guy doing the... the how do you describe that? He hits himself twice in the tip and then yeah, yeah. gives the piece he, up. He's, he's, showing the, uh, he's showing the car. He's the, the car that he's playing basketball against has earned his respect. Wednesday night, uh, John Blackman and Wilbur Wilde won that the night and they'll be coming back uh, tomorrow night being Friday. She went the same thing for Willie and, and Blackers and just really? looked like a spaz doing it. Who did? Like, Lavinia. Just, yeah. Lavinia did that. Yes. Oh. Gave it a bit of, uh, of, of love at the chest. Yeah. It's, it's very popular, the whole, uh, <sighs> the whole pump in the chest thing. Yeah, it's, it's but but obviously it's completely lost its credibility when when chicks <laughs> chicks in Suzanne's outfits are trying to pull it off. Uh, interestingly, too, with ratings, Bert's picking up steam. Yes, Bert, yeah, Family Feud is is going bet. It's it has, rating better. Than it has beaten Deal or No Deal, and generally it's catching up. Have they changed anything? Uh, no, I think uh, word is that Bert's relaxed a bit more into it, but you know, from the little snippets I've seen, it just looks like the same. A few less jokes about poofs. No, <laughs> no, he he hasn't toned down at all. Wow. Oh, sp- speaking of poofs, uh, 
I, I don't know why that's just reminded me of Blankety Blanks. Probably because it's nothing but entendres. Uh, TV One on Foxtel is uh, going to start airing the best of Blankety Blanks. When Daryl Summers was the host? No, no, when, when Graham Kennedy was the host. Back when it's on Channel Only o. Dave Gray and Nolan Brown. Nolan and Brown. Stuart and, Wagstaff. And, uh, and John Paul Young at times. Pickering, the, uh, the calendar. Larry Pickering. Yeah. Careful, they're starkers. Uh, all, all of those people will be back on, on your screens if you've got the Foxtel on at TV Marcia One. Hines when she was cute. Yeah. Although, you know, still foxy. Still foxy for an older lady. Another reason to pay you $80,000 a month. $80,000 a month for Foxtel. I thought that, you said 850000 That is uh, the ratings, according to box cutters. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight's soap, soap and water. Hello and I'm Naomi Robson, swearing. Naomi Robson has been very busy this week, as has Tracy Curo, Carl Stefanovic, uh, the, basically uh, Mike Munro, everybody mm-hmm. uh, on television media have been down in Tasmania trying to find a couple of miners. Who got stuck in Beaconsfield? In can Beaconsfield. I can I quickly preface this with the splinter from letters to box cutters because we had a letter on this, but it was just sent to me. It wasn't sent to hooray at boxcutters.net. That's the address you want to send it to to get it to all three of us. This is from loyal listener Kath. Hello, box cutters. I was watching telly on Sunday night and noticed something. Some interesting differences between Channel 7 and 9 that I thought I'd mention. CSI on 9 was interrupted by breathless coverage of the Beaconsfield mining miracle. Anchored by Mike Munro in a studio somewhere, their coverage was a fascinating and repulsive combination of sticking cameras in relatives' faces, asking children if they would be happy to see their dads, an icky example of media dining out on the emotions of those close to a national tragedy slash miracle, and rampant speculation and repeated rephrased versions of the same questions. Lots of in other words, it added about 35 minutes to CSI. When I finally switched over to Seven for Whale Rider, their coverage was much more restrained, confined to facts and concise. However, they lost those points by putting a scrolling news flash down the bottom of the screen in the same colour and exactly the same time as the subtitles in a crucial scene toward the end of the film. Yes, they did. <laughs> it didn't affect me as I had seen it and knew what was said, but for first-time viewers it would have affected their understanding of the resolution of, of the central relationship of the entire film between the girl and her grandmother. All I can say is, duh, Channel 7. And that's... Uh... Uh, that was going to be one of my main points is, uh, you know, I think the whole resolution of Whale Rider is that two men have been found alive in a mine in Tasmania. <laughs> and therefore, the grandfather and uh, and his granddaughter can go on a boat together. But the that, news... that was my understanding of, but, the, of the whole thing. <laughs> but the news crawl wasn't even about that. It was about uh, tuning in for an interview with, interview with the miners on sunrise in the morning, which was no, absolutely no, crap. It, 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 it wasn't. To be fair, it was... Two miners have been found alive in the mine in Tasmania. Tune to sunrise. Tune into sunrise. So, so there was news, and then ad. But the bit that was uh, that was over the subtitles was that first bit. And then the subtitles ended, and then the show ended, and still it's, it keeps going, telling you all about how Koshi loves miners. <laughs> And I couldn't, I couldn't believe Channel Seven because I, I was typing Ghost Whisperer because it's my guilty pleasure, and, <laughs> and they were they were breaking mid scene in Ghost Whisperer for for breaking news with freaking Norm Beeman, who I haven't seen for twenty years. He's obviously been buried in Tasmania because nobody likes him. Um, speaking speaking with strangers off the street, 
that, that it's not breaking news. We we knew that the events had happened. There was no reason to break up a scene in a show to it, it, go for an interview with nobody in particular. It was good news to hear that the miners were found alive. Yeah, yeah and, so and, it was, and, it was and fantastic. And we're not, and it's such a beat up. No, we're not it's suggesting not a beat, that it's not how, good news. How can it be a beat up? It's it is amazing news that these two miners since are the still mine alive. And have been found. Since the mine collapse, the media has been so talking it up and talking it up and talking it's it up. It's a huge story. It's not that huge. Miners, miners dying in a mine is a huge story. It's a tragic thing to go to work and not come back. When but it happens all the time. We've not had, in Australia. We've had seven deaths, in, worksite deaths in Victoria alone in the last two weeks. But not... Not you know. I mean, the thing about the mine is that they could still be alive. It's they Timmy might not be alive. It is Timmy down the well, and this is something that uh, you know everyone can get behind and, and understand. And it, it just seems to me that you have no compassion, Brett. I, I'm full of compassion, but I can almost guarantee that they're going to be freaking labelled heroes once they come out. And they're not fucking heroes. They're just people that that got. St- Duck in a in a mine land. No, okay, but you know who are the heroes in this story? The people who have worked continuously to get these people out. The people who have engineered that's not what the news new, is about. I, it doesn't matter. There are people who who should be called heroes in this story, and they may very well be called heroes. You don't know. You don't know. Yes, the, the, what you're doing here is speculating on what is going to happen in the media. Why don't we because, complain about that when it happens, Because Brett? the value in the of meantime, the term has just been completely... In the meantime, it's a really out. big story and uh, does deserve breaking news items. And when the two miners were found, that was a, a deserved breaking news item. Yeah, I'll agree that, uh, that interviews with the guy who runs the fish and chip shop, who, uh, you know, often fed them lunch isn't breaking news. And you know, the, the questions were obviously trying to provoke the, provoke the tears. So then they can have the, the news bite with, with friend or family breaking down that they can flash up for the next... Until they, until they get the miners out, you know? Do you think Channel 7 so cynical. and 9 jumped the gun a little? The news came out on Sunday night that they were going to be out 28, 24 to 48 hours. Yep. News crews all suddenly, all right, well, we've got to have news live from the mine. That was on Sunday night. It's now Thursday. They're just about to start counting down the 48 hours. Yeah, so they're, so they're having to do these live things every day. I think the, the networks kind of jumped the gun and said, oh, we've got to cover this. We've got, oh, Channel 7 have got to, have got to cover this. We've got to go down there too. And now Peter Hitchener looks like a fool because they're going live on Channel 9 News to Peter Hitchener, who then throws to uh, Joe Hall in the studio and then they come back to him after the first lot of ads. Yeah, still nothing's yeah, happened down here. Yeah, yeah. do you, Joe? <laughs> Peter Hitchner is only going to look a fool up until Mother's Day when he'll be wearing a carnation. <laughs> and everyone goes, oh, Pete, you're lovely. <laughs> Happens every year. It's, the, just, it's just a good excuse I want to talk about Mike Munro, though. Channel 7 and 9 to pull out their uh, graphic designers and their graphic artists to do the, you know, you, you see the, the special mine. 3D yeah. renditions of the miners in the <laughs> you cage. You go in and then, oh, they're in the cage. Oh, there's the... Uh, Eight centimetre tunnel or whatever it is that they're pushing the food with through. a little bottle just, that just happened to be caught in the <laughs> moment. Uh, I want to talk about Mike Munro, who uh, was in the studio when uh, when the miners were found, and he he was in doing... the studio in Melbourne, Sydney, Tassie, presumably Sydney. Anyway, yep, in in a studio somewhere. Uh, who knows where Mike? Munro, maybe he's had one set up in his house, so he Mike never Munro has to is leave. based in Sydney. Uh, he uh, so he was in the studio. 
there was a live reporter interviewing, I think, the brother of one of the guys stuck down the mine. Uh, and during the during this interview with the brother, there was some problem with the sound switching, and you could only barely hear the interview. But and this is only I've I've heard this. I didn't witness it myself, and I've been looking for footage ever since I found out about it, and haven't been able to find it anywhere. Mike Munro could be heard screaming at his producers. No, I want to talk to him. I I want to talk to him. Can you? I want to interview him. This should be my interview. Oh. And uh, and then finally, Munro gets a chance to interview the brother or whoever it was and asks exactly the same question that had just been asked. <laughs> How do you feel? Do, do you fear for your brother's life? Uh, you know, something ridiculous like that. <laughs> Were you too close? And, uh, and, well, and how would you feel if he died? Another Mike Munro story was uh, speaking... Tears, <laughs> goddammit! Brett, I'm speaking. I have the conch. Another Mike Munro story was uh, that he was interviewing one of the people organising the rescue and uh, saying, well, now that we've, uh, now that we've got this... Uh, set up, could we say it's just a, a matter of hours before they come out? Oh, no, Mike, I, I think it would really, you know, uh, we're looking at 24 to 48 hours at least. Right, so uh, so just a matter of hours then. Yeah, really, uh, we're, we're looking at a, a couple of days. You heard it here first. The miners will be out in a couple of hours. <laughs> the other big news story of the week was, of course, uh, Private or Lieutenant or whatever he was. Private Kofko. Which... Again, was you know was a huge story, and well, it was really only a huge story so. because the government lied about what had happened, and they fucked up getting the body back, and they yep. got somebody else's body back. Language warning. Yes. Now, again, with the live I don't crosses, think that's too harsh. I watched uh, Channel 7's ten thirty news. Oh. I think it must have been. Is this the cross for the funeral? Yeah, the crosses for the funeral. Mm-hmm. They crossed to the funeral three times during one broadcast. The funeral hadn't started in any of the crosses, and they said the same thing in all the crosses. So uh, what are you expecting? Oh, there'll be a lot of people here. The church only holds 200, and we're expecting maybe 1,000 people. Then 10, 15 minutes later, cross back to him, exactly the same thing said. <laughs> and then at the, end of the net, and at the end of the broadcast, they cross back to him a third time. So. And, and say exactly the same thing? No, no, this time he said we're expecting 10,000 people. No, he said the same thing every time. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. With the Costco thing, I... Costco. Whatever. Costco. <laughs> With the dead soldier thing, I, I was unaware until recently that uh, cleaning your own weapon was military speak for committing suicide. Yes, because... Which, which I, hadn't, I, I, I hadn't known that before. Because if, uh, if you commit suicide in the military... Then your uh, spouse no isn't, pension for your spouse. Yeah, is isn't allowed a, a widow's pension or war widow's pension, or presumably not a, a proper funeral and you know a, a proper funeral. Yeah, yes, it's, but it's not, not for military honours and all, on all that kind of stuff. So. But but now there are five different stories that are coming out. You don't mm. know which one to believe. Uh, I think mean, I actually think saying... I actually think the media has been right on top of this. Yeah, I was uh, you know insiders on Sunday uh, had had Fantastic a really good viewing. analysis of it. And uh, and finally, the media have been angry about the government lying to them. Like, yeah. this hasn't happened in 10 years. Mm. At long last. At long last. Mm. Anyway, we've been angry about that for long enough. Just, oh, just, just lastly, before we go on, I, I just want to congratulate you for not making an entendre joke about cleaning his own weapon. 
Thanks. <laughs> I thought it was too serious to, oh, uh, right. to do. But, you know, after the show, maybe. Okay. <laughs> There's something in the air tonight. Last week, things were stated, claims were made, and the masses have responded. Wills have been steeled, rages have been ignited, men are now boys, and ledgers are about to be squared. It's time for Letters to Box Cutters. Do you know what the irony is? He isn't even a postman. He's just a man who's found a bag of letters. You love that film so much. <laughs> you love it so much. That, that of course, is a, a, a bit of an outtake from The, uh, the Postman, the Kevin Costner film. Uh, and I have to say, it's a really good film. I think I say this every time we have letters to box cutters. Mm, mm. You surprised me. But you surprised me. We've got more important things to discuss because there was outrage during the week. Outrage! Outrage over my claim about triple five numbers. Yes! Yes! We, Apparently, I think we had a record number of letters to box cutters, certainly a record number on one topic. Yes. Other I, than, you know improve your sexual health or <laughs> oh, oh please can you can you help me my my husband the king of nambia has died yeah yeah i haven't even seen i i'm just so inured to spam i just look at the subject line and i delete it i don't bother about because i've got i've got like a dozen email accounts that will come into the one computer so you know i i get a lot but generally people were backing up your Claims of Absolutely. last week, yeah. So they should, and uh, yeah, and, and of course, I should have thought about Klondike Five. It's a, a classic. Klondike being KL five. five five. All I want to say is you can you can prove anything you want with facts. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. So, who were some of the viewers that wrote in? Uh, we had letters from. Uh, are we? Are we? Do we decide on surnames, or did we? Are we going for this? Yeah, if, do surnames. If we have them, or, sure. Or are we going for this? Oh, the special, the special Robo. box cutters. <laughs> no, Rebo. we're not doing that. That it's other one we're still capo. <laughs> well, we got some from po, Pobo, and Pobo, Pebo, and <laughs> Robo, <laughs> Paul, Robert, and Peter, and Peter. Peter, yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, or as they will now be known, Brett's fan club. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, we just, got... just my allies on the side of right. <laughs> we also got uh, we got another one from um, Robert, who also wanted to back Brett up again and say that Galaxy began broadcasting on January the first, nineteen ninety-five, yep. with uh, eight channels. And that Australia's Broadcasting Services Act is an example of the anti-siphoning laws from 1992. So, there you go. Also, I think he also mentioned kissy kissy to Brett. (laughs) He did. (laughs) That's how he signed it. But I thought thought Brett might like to keep that, you know, personal between the two of them. Uh, Interestingly, when I was talking to... uh, You're blushing. (laughs) (laughs) When I was talking to Robert about this, he, he had looked up Wikipedia to find this answer. And interestingly, Paul, Pete, and Brett 
had all done the same thing. Yep. So obviously, Wikipedia is the place to go for these for these sort of things. Well, the thing is, Wikipedia is is never a great source for facts because it's editable by everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, earlier in uh, in the week. There was uh, th- there was something about Andrew Bolt, who writes for the Herald Sun, sometimes appears on Insiders on the ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, something on Wikipedia saying that Andrew Bolt was a uh, member of the Nazi Party. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, and, that, and, Early, that's, and that's incorrect. And uh, and and since then, that's been taken off Wikipedia. Oh. Well, the, the whole page has been taken off for re-editing. Oh, but strangely, okay. it wouldn't be too much of a surprise, would it? I, you know what? I'm not even going to go there, Mister Lawsuit. I was just asking. Interestingly, Robert was asking how you turn Wikipedia into a verb. You know, with Google, you've got, oh, I Googled it. You just wiki it. No, but you can't. You can't just wiki it because wiki is the format, not the encyclopedia. Oh, I, uh, thought, I thought wiki was a small canoe. <laughs> no, it, it no means I don't really think wiki, wiki is a small canoe. We're no, going to get heaps of emails again uh, saying wiki, wiki is I not a small canoe. Is, uh, it's small. It's the Inuit term i think an inuit word or a hawaiian word for fast mm-hmm. uh, so you can't wiki it no you can't wiki it so you can't wikipedia it you can just look it up on wikipedia hmm. yeah but it, it, you've got to you've got to be able to verb it no you don't have to be able to verb it i did actually the just end. google triple <laughs> five telephone prefix and Wikipedia, I think, was the third result there. And oh, okay. There. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got a hot tip backing up my side of the story about how uh, how there was a special Ghostbusters phone number and they had changed it for uh, DVD and video, but I looked that up and it proved to be non-existent. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, but it was a hot tip. And, and, you know, thanks to your letters to Boxcutters, you can send more into hooray at boxcutters.net. We love getting mail. Keep yeah. them coming. Especially from the uh, president's widow of uh, Nambia. Are you, you going to help? Of uh, Nambla. Uh, <laughs> the president of Nambla's widow. <laughs> <laughs> the National Association of Manboy well, Love. <laughs> well, uh, no, the, the uh, National Association of Marlon Brando Lookalikes. <laughs> Thanks to South Park for that one. Time is our greatest tormentor. Programs flash by and fade into the night like so much lost cheese. You can't possibly catch it all. But what if you miss something good? Never fear. The answer is upon us. It's time for... Things you may have missed. Or possibly may have seen. Or maybe things you'd like to see but haven't had the chance yet. Or things you may have seen but... Why do I have the urge to do some dodgy magic? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, Joe Quick, make a yacht disappear <laughs> That piece of music will forever be linked with Joe uh, I, Every now and then at my house if, if I've got a small knife out I'll put it between my teeth And, and do the Joe moves For the amusement of my, my housemate <laughs> uh, We're talking about Huff Versus Six Feet Under this week Okay, now the, the, it's, it's a comparison It's not a versus Because there, there, are, there are a number of similarities. Huff is uh, currently being broadcast on Monday nights. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Monday nights at, at about twelve thirty o'clock after Scrubs and Arrested Development on Channel Seven. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, it's the first season and its first run on Australian TV. So is Six there Feet a, Under sorry, is on Channel Nine. Is there a second season? Yes, there oh, okay. is. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah, that's airing at the moment in the states. Okay. 
And uh, Six Feet Under, we're currently viewing in Australia the fifth and final series, um, which is on Channel 9. And is from a couple of years ago too, I think. Two yeah. Uh, from la- last year. It finished, oh, last year? Yeah. Okay. Finished, ended okay. last year. Um, the, the similarities in these... What, what, what's half shows. about... Because we've all seen Six Feet Under. We know what's going on in Six Feet Under. It's Party of Five with death. What's half about... <laughs> I don't think you can be so dismissive of Six Feet Under. Huff is <laughs> is about Dr. Craig Huffstable. No, Huff Stott, uh, played by Hank Azaria. It also stars uh, Paget Brewster, Blythe Danner, and Oliver Platt amongst uh, a, a large... Well, Oliver Platt's a, a great actor. I dig Oliver Platt. I think the last time we saw him was uh, West Wing. Was he, was he an advisor? Yep. Yeah, he was, uh, he was the, the uh, attorney, the... Uh, Attorney General or something like that Like like many great actors I think Oliver Platt needs a good director Yeah I think, I think so Because you look at his work in Flatliners Not so good mm. Oh it's been so long I don't remember him in that mm. um, But uh, he's, he's definitely the, the comic character Of the series And, and like he's just outlandish He's, he's uh, attorney to the stars and, and to the wealthy I guess um, Huff's not a, a star, but he's a psychiatrist, so he's got lots of money coming in. Then, is it like they wanted to get John Lovitz to play this character and settled for Oliver Platt? No, mm. no, I think no, I Oliver Platt would be better. Yeah, I think it, it's a very Oliver Platt type character. Okay, and uh, he does lots of drinking and takes lots of drugs and uh, has lots of sex there with hookers. Mm. And um, there was a great episode. I'm not sure if you caught this one with um, dude from Full House. Uh, Bob Saget? Yes, Bob Saget. Who, who appears in everything. <laughs> He's <laughs> hilarious. Who, who wasn't playing himself, but was playing pretty much himself under a, version, a different yeah. name. Yep. Who had locked himself uh, in a, away in a cabin down in Florida and was just having a massive long week, a lost weekend. So, writing himself off and have... Uh, sorry, um, Oliver Platt had to go down and, and save him and get him mm-hmm. uh, taken into rehab and stuff like that. I'm just trying to think of how to structure this. Uh, both shows, I I suspect they're both scored by the same person, and I was trying to think mm. of who that was yeah. who did uh, American I, I, Beauty. I, I don't know who who uh, the the person who did American Beauty did do Six Feet Under. I think yes, I, I think so with the Alan Ball connection. But I, I I got the impression that the person who has done Huff has listened to the person who's done Six Feet Under. Oh, really. Yeah. Wow, I wish you had names for these people. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to find the uh, composer for Huff, but uh, didn't have any luck. Six Feet Under was quite strong in the first two series. <laughs> Say what you want, Brett. It was, I'll just leave. It was, it you was know I disagree. Lovingly made with attention to detail as far as the, the, the filmmaking kind of process went. It, it used nice, um, slightly widescreen kind of comp positions of shots and so one character in the foreground and one in the background and using split focus so you actually had proper focus on both of the characters as they interacted a couple of weeks ago they tried to emulate that that shot but didn't bother about the split focus and and it's that type of stuff that i think in the latest series is an indicator of how they kind of stopped caring about how it looked right how does that relate to half I'm talking about uh, where Six Feet Under has gone. Yes. And saying that it was very strong in the early days. Right. That 
the similarities with Huff is about is about the characters that they have um, in each of each of the series. Um, they're very complex. Credits too are very similar. Oh, really? The, the opening title credits? I think the opening title credits are very similar. When Six Feet Under started, the opening title sequence looked amazing and it looked you know different to anything else on TV. I uh, I couldn't tell you what's similar about the Huff credits, but I think they are very similar. It it it, it kind of pulls in and, and quite out of different at the same time. Like yeah, it the, kind of pulls in and out of boxes which represent people's minds. Okay, uh, which is represented of him as a psychiatrist. So so it's it, it, similar to the opening credits of Six Feet Under in that it looks at the minutiae of what we'd be seeing in the show itself. Uh, yeah, kind, kind of, of in know, a, way. a small in examination of in that. Anyway, look, Brett. Before you go on, I'm I'm going to lay my uh, cards on the table. I really didn't like it. Huff. Huff. In fact, I thought it was really, really quite dull and bland. And I, I watched the first two episodes because I have the rule of never just watch the pilot because you can't really tell from the pilot. Did and you watch both? You didn't watch both episodes of, uh, of New Adventures of Old Christmas? Yes, I did. Oh, right. I watched both episodes. <laughs> Sorry. My Sorry. eyes haven't stopped bleeding ever since. <laughs> uh, it, it reminds me of a, of a cancelled show. It reminds me of a show that kind of... By the time it comes on here, you've already heard that it's been cancelled in the states. I think it's it's got that kind of feel, or uh, or like a, a a really kind of vapid person. You know, you meet somebody who's really vapid, but at first you think, oh, there's got to be something more to them, something I'm missing, and you keep kind of looking deeper, but there's just nothing there. I think that you need to look beyond two episodes. Uh, you see, I don't think I can. I, I've given for, it two for for guests. For guest starring appearances uh, such as Robert Forster, who plays oh, yeah. Huff's yeah. father, as mm-hmm. uh, Ben Huff's dad, who um, was was an absent father. He, he left the family very early on, left the two brothers, and uh, later in life trying to trying to rebuild those bridges and and all the complexities is, that go is along with that. Is he as bad as Blythe Danner as the mother? She's she's terrible, and I don't think she fits the mood of the piece. And or she's, the... she's a great actor. Yeah, she she and, just and she took out an Emmy for best supporting actress. Really? Yeah. She she doesn't seem to fit with the whole family, and I don't mean obviously in terms of the show. She's incredibly she's, manipulative, as is the father. Yeah, but she's a bit of a stereotype. Yeah, I just don't think she, she works in that. a in the dynamic they've set up as the ha- of the house, and I don't mean that in in the way they'd like it to mean. I don't mean it in oh look, she's a stick in the mud with this house. I just uh, she just doesn't work for me. Well, she's a bitch, and she should be kicked out of the granny flat out the back. Yeah. Yeah, in I short. don't know. But, you know, no, nobody did that in Everybody Loves Raymond either, did they? Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm. I, don't know, I don't know why American series... It's a bit like alcoholism and, and US TV. There's so much of it. There's so many mothers living in the backyards of, of well, main characters it, it, on mate, series. It gives them a good excuse to always be in the characters' lives, I guess. I, I also found the, uh, the Oliver Platt character just pointless. Like, just... He, he's obviously meant to be funny. But I didn't find his stuff funny, and I didn't find the drama poignant. So it's kind of it, it, that's where I found it was very similar to Six Feet Under. It's trying to be it's trying to be bitterly dark humor, and yeah, and and you know drama and humor all mixed in together. But I, I kind of felt it didn't work on either level. I feel if you enjoyed the first two series of uh, Six Feet Under, you'll dig Huff and uh, well, see I'm your gonna, video. For I'm not going to touch it. Past and, and what's 12. going? That's fine. That's fine. What, you know, different strokes for different folks. Different Jobo. strokes, on the other hand. <laughs> <a great> show. <laughs> what the hell's going on with that uh, hungry Hungarian too? 
Well, I haven't yet found out. He's, he's still and how many bumping episodes? into half on But how many straight. episodes are you through? Uh, I think I'm up to seven. And, and do you care what, what's with the Hungry yeah. Hungarian? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's, he's very sweet. He's, he's a Hungarian who's homeless, seemingly. Um, and pointless. Trying to, trying, to figure out his, <laughs> trying to figure out his immigration papers. And he's, he's, a, he's a composer. He's an orchestra he, but composer. But he's clearly not there. He's clearly in Huff's head. No, I think he's really there. Anyway, you can, you can make your own mind up by checking Huff out Monday nights on Channel 7 at round about 12.30 slash 100 o'clock. And Six Fed Under, Monday night, Channel 9, round about 10.25, I think. <laughs> this is Marie Carty, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> Just some bits and pieces to wrap up the show. Very, very quickly. Uh, I'm at pains to point out I don't actually watch Star Dancers. Please don't. Anybody listening to this think that I watch Star Dancers. I do have to see a bit of it because my wife is partial to Kate Langbrook. So she's been interested in this series. She's even more partial to... uh, Kostatsu? No. (laughs) Uh, Grant Denyer. The weatherman who, who looks like taking it out. So we've got two. Is there two? There's star two left. left. There is, and, and it is was that- it was a huge controversy uh, last week because Toby Allen, who's from Human Nature, was kicked out, and he was clearly the best dancer. Was that and- for cheating? No, no, no. Kicked out by the vote. And now there's all these stories: is the voting rigged? Blah 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 blah. Because the voting didn't agree with the judges. My point is, aside from all that, I want to ask you guys, Toby Allen, he's a member of Human Nature. Yes. Are they still... They are still going? Yeah, yeah. The reason he's on is they're promoting a new album. Okay. Which is also the reason he was on Stars Losing Weight. No, the other one was on Stars Losing Weight. I it thought it was the him. same guy. No, it was a different, it was they, a different member of... Oh, they all look the same to me. He dances professionally. For a living. He isn't a professional dancer, but he dances professionally for a living. Yes, Did he, he have lessons? Did he have lessons? How do you mean? Is he classically trained as no, a dancer? He, he, not classically trained, but he, he's trained as a dancer. They have to learn all their dance moves for human nature. Uh, ten years ago, when they were still trying to sell records, they were, they were a boy band, a dancing boy band group. And, yeah, yeah but, so he's, he's no stranger... To dancing is what Ross is saying. That's, that, but isn't that unfair? But this I think, is. I think that is unfair. But this is not a new controversy. The, th- the same thing was around Nicky Webster last season or the season before, or whenever the freak it was. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that's kind of similar. She, yeah, She's I, I guess that's dancing. kind of similar. And you know, so, they just so they just weathered that. And yeah. So who's left in Star Dancers? Uh, Costa Zoo. Yep. And, and Grant Enya. And Grant Enya's already. Celebrating the win, I'm sure there's no chance Costa Zoo will win. It, it's always got to be a Channel Seven celebrity. Really? Why? Oh, it's always just a Channel it, Seven celebrity. It probably that floats wins. like a butterfly. <laughs> so, it's such a shame that Nolene Brown isn't in it anymore. If you'd seen his dancing, you would realise that he doesn't float like a butterfly. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say quickly too. I wanted to mention a couple of new shows that Channel Nine have got starting in the next couple of weeks. One of them is called Hello Goodbye. Now, I just want to warn viewers. This is not a TV show. This it's, is this is at a, Sydney Airport. It's a camera crew People coming in, going at out? Sydney Airport. Is Don't it, be fooled into thinking that this is a, is an actual TV show. So it's just a camera crew there going. Just, Look, these people are arriving. No host. Oh no, they're going to have a host. Somebody there. Host at the airport. Host at the airport. Why don't they just call it Departures Arrivals? I have no idea, but uh, I have a feeling this will make uh, Andrew <laughs> Urban's front up look like it's got 
fantastic production values by comparison. It did. It was it was such a sweet little. It was only a fifteen minute show, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but this is this is just cheap, nasty TV. Who's the host? It looks terrible. Uh, I'll have that information for you next week. So I think Andrew Urban actually had had the ability to pull that off, but you know if they freaking put Georgie Parker in, oh, I think it'll be like it'll that. be somebody from Backyard Rescue or something like well, that. Well, freaking, they haven't got the brains to be able to do it. It's going to be a schnorfest. The other new waste show, of broadcast space. The other new show, which looks kind of interesting, is called What's Good for You. It's being hosted by Singrid Thornton. Uh, Brett, you'll be particularly interested in this. It's made by the MythBusters people. And apparently so, uh, then goes beyond, beyond tomorrow. TV, yep. uh, beyond TV. Yeah, it goes a much, a much similar lines to Mythbusters, except it's Mythbusters, but about health and weight myths. Ah, interesting. So one good one, one bad one. So are they yeah. looking to sell that overseas? It's, oh, I'm sure. I'm it's, sure. It's, it's beyond, quite, I don't think Beyond do anything now without looking to sell it overseas. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So made by... Made by Beyond, who are doing great things for themselves at the moment. So we might see uh, Siggy in the not too far away future. I have a feeling that's doing a bit of a Rachel Griffiths. If, if she gets that international exposure, yeah, I don't, I don't oh, think yeah. it's going to happen with acting though. With Siggy, I think it, it might be. Ah, oh, they'll sell the whole show overseas. I just assumed you meant they'd sell oh, the concept. Sell the concept. I'm sure they'll sell the concept. I I'm not sure if they'll sell the whole show. Anyway, that's closing music. It is. It's been going for a couple of minutes. It's all right. Not quite. That brings us to the end of another edition of Box Cutters number 33 is what you've been listening to. Special thanks to uh, Robert Cross for technical assistance with this episode. Thank you very much to everybody who wrote in for letters to Box Cutters. Hooray at boxcutters.net. Also, thank you to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. You can check them out on the net, rrr.org.au. Anywhere in the world you can listen to them live through the live stream there. Until next week with Box Cutters, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Uh, you might see me on the quiz show if uh, this audition this afternoon goes well. We'll talk about that next week. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.